0: Check, one, two, check, check. What We're good, did we check them? Yeah, we're good. Boom. Welcome back, Neil, guess what? Yep. Show right. number 10,000, Six, <laughs> 600 and a lot, we lost count. Okay. So the good news everybody, we lost count. We do not know how many shows we've okay. done. It's past 600, close to 700. We'll figure that out. But welcome back to the Off the Lip Radio Show tonight. we got a great show. We're live from the Santa Cruz boardroom right here in Pleasure Point, California. Not a good surf day today, but the weather is beautiful. So I hope where you are, the weather is beautiful too. Catching
1: people, catching fish out there though.
0: Big fishing right
1: right now. What's Adam Roploh catch today?
0: I don't know, a halibut. And I think (laughs) Adam, if you're watching, I'll come help you fillet that halibut in a little (laughs) bit. So he might be like, what do I do with it? I'm like, well, I'll be over to show you. Um, (laughs) Fillet the damn thing. Look who we got over I here! Know, we got this chief. Is that the brass? That is called brass, right? Yeah, they call it brass. Right? Okay, yeah. so we got the brass here tonight, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of chiefs here. Lately. Jason Knee, the uh, the new fire chief of Central Fire right here in Santa Cruz County, is here. Welcome to the show, Jason. I appreciate you being here. And
2: you are a resident of Santa Cruz for a long time. Yeah, that's right. That's that's an excellent point. Um, I moved to Santa Cruz probably 1987, just before the earthquake. I moved from Boise, Idaho, and I've been here ever since. So, uh, yeah, I've been a longtime resident of Santa Cruz County. And um, not only am I a resident uh, of of Santa Cruz County, but um, I'm promoted within our organization to be essentially the the second uh, fire chief to be promoted within our organization. um, As as far as I can remember. Like back in the day before we had uh, done all the mergers and whatnot, uh we had internal fire chiefs but uh in our contemporary times the, the second fire chief of central fire, fire and you guys just
1: merged right, a couple of years ago right it was aptos C- can you tell us wh- who's who in the uh who's who in the zoo uh, yeah. <laughs> no question. Uh, yeah so um there were
2: five original agencies live oak capitola soquel aptos and la selva beach those were the original five and in the 80s uh, between 84 and 87, essentially Live Oak, Capitola, and Soquel had merged to become what is we call Central Fire. And Aptos and La Selva had merged to become what was called Aptos and La Selva. And then for 34 years it, it remained those two those two organizations. So four stations was in Central, which is Capitola, Live Oak, and Soquel, and then three stations uh, that covered Aptos and La Selva Beach. Um, so for thirty-four years, nothing changed. Right. right? There were study after study, and everybody said we should continue to merge, but we, it never happened. Are they trying to merge to save money? Uh, there's a n- there's a number of reasons to merge. Okay. And um, one of them is you you know the you can save money because you don't have to have the same amount of administration, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, there's also purchasing power that you gain because you're buying so many more of what the widgets or
1: radios. Or and whatever. you want to talk about that TC? Remember about the boats? Oh well, my, my brother. Yeah. Well, no, my, my brother was. We're going to take a like, um, sidebar like yeah. yeah. right here. No, right no but well, we <laughs> were talking about the new uh,
0: engines that you have. I mean, you guys have some beautiful new equipment, and my brother was a, a, a firefighter for standard or Standard Oil refinery, and uh, after nine eleven, they were they got grants for boats. And, they, oh, and wow. they didn't really need boats, but they were told that if you don't get the boats now, you can't get boats in the future. So we might as well get a boat. Get a, yeah, <laughs> so they got a boat with a big machine gun on the front. <laughs> but I have noticed you have some beautiful new engines with new paint colors, too. Yeah, you
2: recognize that scheme. Black. Yeah,
0: it, we, we, we darkened them up a little bit.
2: Was that, uh, was that planned? Yeah, so it, it was planned to, to kind of change and rebrand. So we have this a similar name, Central Fire District instead of Central Fire Protection District. Uh, but we've changed the logos, um, we've, we've changed a lot of the kind of the branding that we and you guys know about all about branding, mm-hmm. so we've changed some of the branding for the organization and one of those pieces was the apparatus. So um, we two of the fire engines, they're from a manufacturer called Rosenbauer and uh, one ladder truck, it's the giant ladder with the bucket on the front, Yeah, they yeah. all have the same paint scheme and then f- moving on forward, um, that'll be the kind of scheme that we go with. Historically, Aptos Selva used to have uh, yellow fire engines. Probably about, mm, I would say, 10 years ago, they, they transitioned back to red, and then Central had a, a certain uh, paint scheme that they had used, and now we're going to move forward with this. Where do the old fire trucks go? Where do they go? Yeah, where do they end up? Do they end up like on a... Uh,
1: oh, when you get rid of them? Yeah, they end up in Arizona or something yeah, like, yeah. The, like the <laughs> planes do. You know? Auction. Oh, yeah. They go to auction.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, there are actual companies that... Um, sometimes we contract with them when we're looking for a used piece of equipment, but they'll, they'll buy all your surplus equipment. And so, uh, there's, there's actually quite a market for it. And, um, for organizations, a full-time organization like ours, uh, we generally will buy new equipment. Sometimes we'll buy demo equipment that have just, they haven't been first line. They just drive them around for shows. Um, but a lot of other organizations will buy used equipment because the the price is astounding enormous. Yeah. So, um, a regular fire engine that you see driving around without the ladder on the top is probably between eight hundred to nine hundred and fifty thousand
1: right, dollars.
0: Okay. And what's crazy about that is I, I race cars at Watsonville Speedway, and uh, across the country, there's a real trend to get those, take the box off, and make it a race car trailer, because oh. they're so maintained. Oh. You know, because the the maintenance on these things impeccable. And
2: then right. you have the diesel. You drive. You got, all yeah. Then it
0: has out. like. 55,000 miles yeah, exactly. on it or something because yeah. you just drive in like yeah. an eight-block circle usually
2: yeah So so we'll we surplus them and then um, sometimes our neighbors some of our neighboring agencies Some of the volunteer agencies are interested in buying some of our used equipment because you're right like we, like you said We uh, we do do a good job of maintaining
0: it. Is there enough? Do you have enough right now? There's is there a need for equipment or a need to upgrade equipment?
2: Um, yeah, so it's a great question and I um, it kind of, just like the economy, it kind of ebbs and flows. And so Central Fire, um, we get our revenue from basically your your property tax. And so um, your, your, if you live in our district, some of your property tax goes to your fire protection. Um, So Central Fire has sufficient funds. We have fund balances. We're able to carry over money and we don't have to borrow a bunch of money generally. And we've done a really good job of planning, and so what we do is we take all of the apparatus, we say we wanna use them 10 years frontline and another 10 years in reserve, because you have to have extras in case something breaks or whatever, you yeah. still have to be yeah. able to respond. And then we take that, that amount of money that we know we have to get for each piece of equipment, and then we say, okay, if we're going to replace this in 20 years, uh, how much money do we need to save now? So we do that with all of our apparatus. Yeah. So, um, but we could always use new apparatus. Right. The tricky thing, like I was saying about the cost, is there's also, just like everybody is dealing, and I'm sure you guys do at the, here at the boardroom too, just like there's um, delays in receiving products. Um, it used to take about a year to get a f- piece of apparatus made. It's taken over 23 months by the time that you place your order till the time you're receiving it. Right. Well,
0: and wow. I'm sure, I mean, I know from my business, I'm getting, I used to get price increases like every 12 months. Yeah. I'm getting price increases like every three months right now. Uh, So you could order an engine; it would probably be more money (laughs) by the time you take delivery. Exactly. Bullet train type stuff. Can we talk
1: about? Can I talk about daily life at the at the fire station? Daily life. Yeah. Yeah. How's that work? I mean, for people watching, how's that work? Is it four on and four off, or? Yeah. How's how's daily life there at the station? Yeah. Like the one on Seventh Avenue over here. Yeah. So that that's one of our stations. We
2: have seven stations, ten facilities. Um, the one you're talking about is on 17th Avenue, the by 17th, across yeah. from Simpkins. The main, yeah, yeah. That's your main, yeah. right? That's where our headquarters is and our administrative. That's where I go every your day. Your desk is there. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so daily life in the firehouse. So we work 48 hours on and then four days off in a row. So we have three shifts and A, they call it A, B, and C. And, uh, you show up at seven o'clock in the morning on, on the start of your shift and you don't go home for 48 hours later so in the firehouse there's bathrooms workout rooms kitchens tv rooms computers all, all the normal stuff that you would have um in your residence right. there's just like three times so a shift has like I, if i'm a shift i've got a refrigerator b shift has a refrigerator yeah, okay. c shift has a refrigerator right. um and certainly there's no borrowing of other people's stuff <laughs> right. <I'm> right. <laughs> fighting words so um and so the daily life is, they, in the mornings, generally, they'll, they'll check out the rigs, make sure the equipment's all good to go, nothing's been forgotten or broken in, in, in between, and then um, there's usually time in the morning to exercise, and then um, there's daily stuff that the crews need to take care of, either equipment maintenance or making sure that all the equipment is working and running in good order. Uh, they call them a weekly check, so they'll go through one piece of apparatus like every day and make sure it's 100% ready to go. Um, and then they start running calls, and there's other stuff like cleaning the station, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, we have a, a very, very robust training s- training department, training division is what we call it, and they're they're really busy keeping up to date on all our skills. If TC
1: and I dial 911, you guys are the first on the scene, is that correct? Before um, the, before the an- ambulance or before... A police car shows up
2: so um, yeah generally speaking fire departments are distributed throughout a community so that um, they can get to your house quickly in the case that your house is on fire um, law enforcement um, tends to be roving a little bit more so they're not necessi- they have beats or general areas but they can be kind of anywhere within that beat and then um, But I'm
1: gonna contest that though I'm oh. contesting that Yo, go ahead. <laughs> because you guys do more surf checks than anybody I know. Well, that's their that's their beat. We, we, we I'm call, just kidding. We call, I'm
2: it, only kidding. We, we call it coastal access awareness. Coastal access <laughs> awareness. Well, and let's be, uh,
0: and I'm I'm gonna rope this back in. Yeah. Every surf rescue I've seen in Pleasure Point, there's been a, a central yeah uh, engine yeah, right. there. Yeah. Um, you respond every time, uh, and I want to jump ahead a little bit with that comment to say. Uh, do you guys go in the water when during those rescues or do you have or is that lifeguard and harbor patrol?
2: Yeah, it's a great it's a great point. So uh we have thirty rescue swimmers and they're on the apparatus. So we don't have necessarily lifeguards right. guarding the towers like State Park, right. yeah. City of San yeah. Cruz City of Capitola. So our folks are engine based. We have thirty throughout our entire district. We've also got two jet skis in the harbor, one yeah. of them one at a time. We've got a one in a backup. And so with state we'll usually when you talk about pleasure point we'll usually respond with state parks and then our folks and yeah. we usually get at least two coming to the scene so we one there's a backup and then yeah you're right we'll, we'll pull 12 people out of there an uh, evening Generally it's high tide with right. swell at night, people can't get in and, and pull that's
0: pull. a big increase over the years, Neil. Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah. Right. because uh nowadays nowadays people, people out there who don't know what they're doing. I think Costco should subsidize you guys with beca- the wave storms. Yeah, because <laughs> I swear <laughs> they're just putting people out there to get rescued yeah. constantly.
2: Yeah, we see a lot of wave storms. And I'm so, sure. So coastal access awareness is what coastal we call as part of training. Awareness and
0: awareness,
1: and they're yeah. keeping the the, sea, they're making sure they the know CAF the shortcuts, is you there, know. I wanna know if there's like a like a you know, a post or something like a chalkboard who gets, who's driving, who's, who who does the surf, the coastal awareness, access awareness the most? Yeah, so the
2: interesting part about that is uh, our, our rescue swimmers are spread throughout the district, and so they need to be aware of what's <coughs> going on, and so different folks might be coming through to make sure oh, everything is, is okay. safe and sound. That's why we <laughs> see a lot of fire <laughs> at the beach.
1: Exactly. That's why we're <laughs> because we're, we're making sure that the community's safe. Right. I like that. Uh, of course, the fires, we had, we we're going to talk about the fires that happened a couple of years ago, you know, a couple of years ago, the, the CZU fire and, yeah. and then uh, how have things changed since uh, since that happened?
2: Yeah, that, that was a really trying time for this community. Um, so what has really changed in I'll speak for Central Cal Fire has obviously um, had a bunch of stuff that they've done. You know, all the fire agencies have. But for central fire, one of the things we've really been focusing on is um, helping our community become more fire aware, prepare their residents in the event of fire. And then we've really tried to do it on a community based level. So um, and we we've hired. We call them defensible s- space inspectors, and they'll come out to people in the world. We call it the WUBI or Wildland Urban Interface. So everything's got an acronym. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> We send our folks out there and they they help to teach and um, show homeowners what they can do to to make their properties more safe. Because really that's what it, if you leave it to a government agency to come out and knock down your weeds, like you're gonna be waiting for a while. And so we're trying to empower um, our community to create groups that can like pool their resources and do it together, and we've had a lot of success with that. Are That's you guys involved? Oh, well are, th- are, are
1: you guys involved in the permit process as far as what's being built on the new homes that are being put up there? No. It's oh, very in, sl- it's in, s-
2: in the CZU burn yeah. car? and it's a slow process. But
1: these people are like, it's a slow process. Yeah. If you guys are involved in in, in in that at all? N-
2: not directly, okay. because that's that's generally Boulder Creek, Cal Fire, okay. or um, those other agencies. Okay. So, so we're not, but we are paying attention to it. But they don't come to us to answer okay. questions and help right. them out. No.
0: Well, I was gonna say because uh, getting back to the, the fire danger in homes, there's some roads you literally cannot get up yeah. as uh, to respond to a fire. Yeah. And that seems to me those are the people who really need that coaching.
2: Yeah, and, and oftentimes those we, we call those roads existing, so they exist already and they're non-conforming. Like, we wouldn't allow that road to be built today because the access, the right. egress, and then op- typically what happens is they get a lot of growth over the top of them. And there are some roads in, in Central's district up in the hills of Soquel and above Aptos that are really just if, – if we stopped – our apparatus to go out and run a medical aid on this road, like nobody's getting by right. for 20, 30 minutes. And
0: or
1: you can't make a U-turn to
2: get out. Yeah, we gener- yeah, that's the other part. So oftentimes we have to back out of some of those roads, and that's tenuous as well.
1: How, how young were you uh, when you wanted to, to, to have the dream of being a fire, fireman?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I was in college, so what is that, 20, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. Um, I did a ride along with a fireman family friend a ride-along is where you just yeah. you're a civilian and you just hang yeah. out for the day <clears throat> with a family friend at uh san jose station number one downtown and we just like run the wheels off the truck we were super busy and i was like oh this is this is what i'm gonna do right and so uh, i went to finish school and then um, that's kind of what i put my mind to and i ended up so there's a there's generally not always but generally there's a little bit of a lag between the time that you start preparing for their career in the fire service start taking classes etc and the time you get hired so i got hired full-time when i was 25 what's the
1: hardest part about your job now yep oh um, or if it, it <laughs> <laughs> being a boss
3: yeah the
2: um administration and management is yep. really hard for me because um it's just hard it, for anybody i think but um Coming from the line and being really focused on getting stuff done, and then like having that job done, is a lot different than management when there's so many things going on at once. Right. You, <laughs> when you complete something, it's like, yeah. oh well, great, I completed it, but I still have another 25. Are you a fireman
1: anymore? Or are you? St- are you? Are you the guy behind the desk?
2: Uh, generally, I'm behind a desk. Yeah. I mostly, it's computer now. Right. as You know, you were right. sending emails and answering phone calls. Because. Um,
1: Bernie said, you know, Bernie said, he th- as much as he's a police chief, he's also now a become a politician. Yeah. So is that your? Is that what's going? A on? a lobbyist. Here? Huh? Yeah. I, I called him a lobbyist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that yeah. is that yeah.
2: what you're doing now? Yeah. Really, that's what the the chiefs' positions are really um, kind of like more figurehead, not no s- necessarily on the lines. Like Bernie is not arresting people in downtown Santa Cruz. Um, He's, like you said, politicking for more money, more finances, more people, more whatever for their city and more resources and everything that goes with that. And it's similar to to what I'm doing. I I don't respond to fires, but mostly it's in an overhead supervisory position. And generally, by the time I get there, they've got things pretty wrapped up. When we had Andy
0: Mills on the show, he said the hardest thing was the HR department
2: part of it. Yeah, HR is uh, is a challenging piece for sure uh, in public safety and um, just in general, just how fast things are changing with what's acceptable and what's not, because, you know, I'll be honest, uh, what's acceptable in the firehouse when I started 20 something years ago and what's acceptable now are like two totally yeah. different things, right, which is, right. you know, it's it's better, but like um, it's just it changes fast and uh, change isn't always fast in the fire service. Earlier we were talking
0: to somebody, a segue to this, and she said, what'd she say? She said, how how many many women women are in the force? How many women are in the force? And she goes, I was like,
2: I don't know. At Central Fire? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so full-time firefighting women, I think we have four off the top of my head. Um, And then we also have what's called, we call it a paid call, or essentially like a reserve program. And I think there's, I want to say there's two more women in that. We just hired a group, and I I can't remember exactly. And
0: paid calls, those hoping to make the team, right? Yeah, so
2: they they have a pager. When the pager goes off, they respond in, and they help us backfill when there's a larger incident.
0: Exactly. Mm. Man. Well, we just finished one of the biggest holidays of the year, Fourth of July. Normally, you guys are... Super you know, busy. the phone's ringing. How yeah. was it last night?
2: Yeah. Um, so today's the 5th. Everybody's recovering for what they anticipated. So I talked to uh, Chief Rob Odie from the city of Santa Cruz, and then I compared it to what we did last night. And it sounded like Santa Cruz County was generally, for the most part, pretty tame compared to what we've seen in the past. Right. There's been, uh, fourth I used to love working Fourth of July, by the way, just because you're going from <laughs> incident to incident, roof fire to grass fire to whatever. It's mm-hmm. super fun. Um, as long as everybody is safe. Right. Um, but um, Chief Odie rec- said that city of Santa Cruz was, was generally tame last night. Um, Central fire was generally tame. I think a lot of it had to do with the weather. Maybe perhaps it was on a Monday instead right. of on the weekend. Um, Watsonville, I was listening to the radio late last night, and they were pretty busy. They still had a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. <coughs> fireworks are still technically safe and sane. Fireworks are technically still legal in the city of Watsonville. Maybe that had something to do with it. Could could
1: have just been... Uh, they just had a lot of- Can I ask a question about the CZU fire one more time? One more thing about the CZU fire is, <laughs> it, uh, is if you guys are all- ch- Everyone's charging up there to take care of that fire up there. Uh, who stays home to take care of what may be happening here in town? Yeah. Or is it you send everyone up there, or is there uh, a percentage that people go up there?
2: Yeah, so it's a it's a great question, and you're, you're actually talking to the right person for the CZU. I happen to be the battalion chief on duty. <coughs> the battalion chief is essentially- the person in charge of the seven stations for that day i was the battalion chief the day that the Czu like really broke and like blew up there had been if you remember there was a bunch of lightning
1: i mm-hmm. was my old house was on above the cement ship i'm like it was this incredible is it was this, crazy. Is yeah, crazy yeah.
0: this is not gonna be good
3: this is not gonna
2: there's been lightning storms like that before but jen last time i remember it was like out over the coast right. never came on right no, right right this right. was like out of this world so and i don't remember how many it was like 1200 strikes in 12 hours right. or whatever it was so um they generally what we like to do is we like to send as many people as we can to the incident to help keep it small and so central i think we sent out of our seven stations i think we sent four right away then we started calling back our membership our membership came in filled back up more stations and i think we ended up sending maybe another two that same night (coughs) and so it was we, you know six of our seven st- stations were essentially out but we had enough folks to come back and backfill our, our yeah. equipment they don't what they don't want to create is like a giant black hole so that if there's right. another incident within the area that there's nobody to respond so they, they kind of try to take a couple from here a couple from here right so right does
0: cal fire call in the because reser- i we had a uh, some amazing los angeles firefighters here and uh bunch of them were skateboarders oh, when they were younger. When they were staying at C.C.U.? Yeah, 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 and they, we had four or five L.A. County trucks here. Yeah. And uh, the great dudes, and I was so happy they came and helped. But is that CAL FIRE who calls in those people?
2: Yeah, it's called uh, CAL OES, or Office of Emergency Services. And so if there's a statewide movement of equipment, that those are the folks that do it they're not necessarily cal fire but cal fire will put in the request it goes to cal oes and then they move all the people up and down the state
0: do you get calls from that during other big fires in the state
2: where you guys will load yeah. up a truck or two exactly yeah so yeah. <coughs> last summer for example we went out it was a bunch of fires in the sierra oh um, right right we were out for like 90 days in a row so right. yeah we leave the area regularly generally mm-hmm. we like to go with um, five other pieces of equipment from this county but but it's not Who all determines
0: stuff. who goes? Do you make that call? No.
2: Uh, which actual person With, people, or what yeah. agency? No, in,
0: in within the central oh, who yeah. makes that call?
2: Yeah, we try to set it up ahead of time every day so it's not a surprise who's going because mm-hmm. we've had that uh, where people are like, well, I don't want to go, this guy wants to go. My wife's sleep. pregnant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we try to make accommodations for that. You set that up ahead of time so mm-hmm. 730 every morning or about everybody knows who's going that day.
1: Who stays on the front line? How long, uh, who stays on the front line? How long are they, are they there for?
2: <coughs> so generally, like when we went to um, the Sierras this last summer, we did 90-something days straight. And we rotate on every fourteen
1: days. So we,
2: you and I would go out for fourteen days, and then you and your partners would come and relieve us after after day fourteen.
0: That's a
1: long stretch. That's a long stint. Yeah, it's a lot of sleeping in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. eating
2: camp food. And rough on the equipment too. Yeah, we uh, yeah we tend to break a lot Wear of stuff it out. when they're out there too. But they have you know mechanics that that will fix your stuff if you break it on the on the incident. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's a lot of wear and tear on this.
1: Have you ever been, been in one of the converted airliners that you know that uh, drops the? Oh yeah, I've only seen them on the videos. Have I've, you ever I've been
2: never in s- one? Never been in no, one. We no, kinda, no. I've been in the yeah. copter 106. Used to be over on off of Highway 17. Yeah, I've been in uh, that and done some stuff with them. And that's super cool. The helicopters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> but never in a tanker. Is that yeah. gone now? uh Yeah, I think it. They moved. <coughs> they were looking to get. Um, oh man, I'm totally gonna mess this up. But I, I think they were looking to get some. Um, Surplus Blackhawks for Cal Fire, mm. and uh, they were going to get those retrofitted. And they don't, they can't land at the one on Seventeenth. Too big. I yeah. think
1: it was a build, build a house there, didn't they?
0: Did no, they built a house there, but the owner of the house allowed uh, the fire department to stay oh, wow. when he bought when he bought the
3: property. Yeah, the Copter
2: One Hundred Six is an old, it's an older rig, and, mm. and it can land um, at that little helipad. Yeah. I think they're moving. I forget where they said they were moving, but it's too big of a of a helicopter.
0: Over on Seventeenth Avenue, um, there's a big red. Semi-trailer on the side of the fire. <laughs> oh, wha- yeah. I, and yeah. I always – is that a training thing or yeah. something? What is that?
2: Uh, it's moved. That we're lending it to the city of Santa Cruz. They've got it at one of their facilities. and mm-hmm. it's, it, um, it's called a burn trailer, and it burns propane, so we fill it with propane gas. We've got big tanks in there. <clears throat> and it'll mimic flash o- – like when fire flashes over the top, um, it'll mimic couch fires and kitchen fires. It's got a second story that you can make it access. Lifts to. up or yep, something, exactly. yeah. And then, um, so we got that. Central Fire got that in a grant, oh, probably fifteen, right. maybe twenty years ago. Right. And then uh, we're lending it out. It's on our extra
3: property
1: there on Seventeenth
2: Avenue. Yeah. Okay,
0: I always wondered. Yeah. I
3: like, is there a <laughs> race car in there? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, <it> looks like, <laughs> it looks a like a race like a car. Race car. The new chief.
1: Are you sh- is that something you wish? What's your goals and, and your end game? What do you want to change? Is there anything you want to change? So yeah there's there's
2: a handful of things and so to get back to your one of your original questions about the merger so we merged we finished the merger in february 4th of 2021
1: so that was a big deal wasn't it
2: yeah it was it took a lot of work there's a ton of work to go into that uh, both politically between the local um uh union folks coming together and the boards. Then you know aptos Silva had a board of directors central had a board of directors they got to figure out who's doing what and who's who's leaving and who's staying. So it was a lot of work, um, you know, because Aptos was getting paid x amount of money, Central Fire were getting paid x amount of money, and we had to figure out how Bl- had to blend. Yeah. Right. So and it's gone famously. It's gone mm. way better than we we have imagined it could have. <coughs> so the I forgot I forgot what the question was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the merger. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so we merged in uh 2021 and as a result we were are trying to figure out kind of what's next for because we knew kind of what we want to do when we we're a four station department we knew what we want to do when we we're a three station department but what do we look like now that we're seven stations where are the are the stations in the most appropriate place do we have the equipment in the most appropriate place for how we want to use it and so really what we're planning on or what we're doing now is our planning process so we're trying to figure out what's the most appropriate way to use the amount of money that we have annually figure out how we're going to how we're gonna do this as right. a seven-station organization.
1: What can homeowners do, or even renters for that matter, um, do to protect their <coughs> homes? There, uh, can they, is there a website that you guys have, or can they call you, or or what? how can people find out how they can take care of the homes, especially now coming up with obviously the fire season yeah. coming up? Yeah, there was a, just a big fire yesterday,
2: what was that, 4th of July, yeah. that broke um, about inside a Yuba area, or by Jackson actually. Yeah. Uh, it it's like a thousand acres in two hours, or something it was Wow! was really moving. So, um, so probably the best thing. So Cal fire is like the experts within the state. Like they, they were literally the expert. Oh, there goes the engine. No, Hey. <coughs> so, um, they, they have what's called defensible space and they'd like to have it about a hundred feet from your home or for whatever piece of, um, building that you want to save. You want to have a hundred foot essentially clearance to where the vegetation start or stops right. and your home right and they have all different uh, ideas and theories and whether you're uphill or downhill or if they are shaded or right. they have got all kinds of stuff hmm. so cal fire is a really good resource um we central fire if you call our community risk reduction uh division they'll send the defensible Sp- space inspector out and they'll come give you tips on your property That's with cool. your stuff yeah. and show you how to make it safe and is there um, a charge for that no we just we do it it's Mm. it's voluntary you don't have to take what we say and apply it Uh, but it's expert opinion exactly and most of those folks um generally have years and years of experience working for cal fire now they're doing it for us just uh, as a part-time gig yeah and then um there's also um the santa cruz fire safe council which is which is essentially a conglomerate of people like-minded folks who are trying to make the wildlands urban interface safe for their communities so that's a really good resource as well, the Fire Safe Council. Um,
1: what, you, in your memory, your, the the uh, memory of the most th- the fire that 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 the fire that took place that is embedded in your mind?
2: Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Um, most of them have to do with fatalities, unfortunately, just because that's like you don't see that every day. You don't right. go to fires every day either, but like most of them have to do with fatalities. Um, and then when yeah there was a fatality in live oak that i went to this poor woman she um she actually she lit herself on fire um, in a shed <laughs> and that was terrible
1: oh god gotcha. yeah and then one time I, I was actually involved in that oh did you yeah. were yeah, it was a friend of mine
2: oh yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so sad um and then there was another one and this is just like a, a kind of a good learning piece i was pretty new the fire was over kind of behind aptos barbecue um in Aptos Village yeah. area. And there was a gentleman whose house caught on fire and he had run out of it. The neighbors had seen him run out and he kept running back in to get more stuff. And he was out and he was safe but he kept going back in and eventually, he kept doing it so many times, eventually the roof collapsed on and the gentleman lost his life. And yeah. it's like, you know, once uh, you're out, like, just...
0: Stay out. Just stuff's not that yeah. important. Is that I mean, the message? Well, I mean, right? Yeah, that's I mean, that's, that's probably, is as, as a professional firefighter, yeah, like stuff's not that important. can be replaced. Is there, yeah. a,
1: rescue? Is there a rescue you did that uh, comes to mind? Uh, a re- in a fire? Oh, oh, just in general, Oh, yeah. in general? Yeah.
2: Or um, mm-hmm. one, that the, f- the Probably the first one that comes... Well, we go to water rescues, and all those, you know, are be harrowing because the stuff that we send our rescue swimmers into are, is pretty dramatic and i wasn't a rescue swimmer because <laughs> i saw some of the stuff well it's always a massive high tide <laughs> and tons yeah, of swell yeah, people are starfished on the thi- yeah know, no it's crazy yeah so uh probably one of the rescues that i remember the most is we had a gentleman who was driving a forklift on soquel avenue and he uh, over by ewing um, yeah sprinklers yeah and he this forklift drove off the road, and he tried to jump off the forklift at the same time, and he got, his legs got stuck on the, um, the tines of the forklift, and we had to pull that forklift off of them, his leg was, was Mang- really badly uh, messed up, and so, uh, but I, do uh, hear that this gentleman's still walking around? And, that's um, cool. I believe he still has yeah. both his legs. I think he, he was pretty messed up. You guys pretty much see everything. We see a lot, yeah. yeah. And that that's a hard part of the job that like they don't tell you when you're coming in. Like, mm-hmm. um,
0: the guy who falls in the wood chipper. Yeah, like
2: that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, <there's> no <laughs> to, that's a true story. There's no way to prepare for that. We I did I used to work on the ambulance uh, when I was working for the fire department at the same time, and I would work on the ambulance part time. And there was a story about a gentleman who fell face first into his uh, septic tank and unfortunately the guy is deceased as a result of it but stuff like that does happen, does happen yeah it's what i was gonna say is you don't they don't prepare you when you get into these kind of jobs of the kind of stuff you're gonna see in your career because you know career can be 20 30 years and you see a lot of like stuff that you're not supposed to see or You, you right. don't mm-hmm. normally see and right. one of the th- I was at a conference and they were talking about you know active duty military law enforcement and fire service they see on average in their careers over a hundred traumatic events and the normal person sees about two to three right. traumatic events in their lifetime and so in my career I've seen I, I don't know you know how many but um, more than average and so we, we deal a lot now and one of the things you were asking me about before was how kind of things have changed and, and dealing with behavioral health is one of the things we're really focusing on because unfortunately a lot of with a therapist yeah, yeah, a lot of our folks in the fire service in general, not central so far, thank goodness, or this county as far as I know, um, a lot of folks are committing suicide mm. as a result of the behavioral health challenges. Really? Yeah. yeah. It, it's super sad. Right. Well, I have yeah. a friend
0: who's in Central Fire. We, we, I, we m- talked about him earlier, and when he was on the ambulance, he responded to a, a head-on collision on Highway 1, and when he got there, there was a baby that went through the windshield and was on the hood of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and. It was probably like at that point in his life the most traumatic thing he yeah. saw. No and yeah. I don't know how you ever lose that vision, right? Oh, yeah. It's uh, <clears> the stuff that you guys see. I and, and I always – sometimes I hear people say, oh, firefighters, cushiest job ever. They make all the money. No.
2: You got to see that. Yeah, there's a, there's a cost to it for sure. It, it's a good job. Don't get me wrong. It's a good job. It's super fun. You're, it's physical. Like it, you learn a bunch. You Great benefits package. Excellent pension. Fantastic
0: retirement, yeah. yeah. And let's, let's segue to that. You got a ride-along. It changed your life. Someone watching the show, does that still exist in Central Fire? To do a ride-along or, Uh, you know, know, like to (coughs) do something like that?
2: Yes and no. I mean, COVID has kind of – we've kind of stopped all the station visits and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, and everything's kind of outside. Hopefully, in the near future, once things kind of settle down – because it's kind of surging again now. But once everything kind of settles down, we'd love to start that back up because it does – give a glimpse into what the day in the life of, of a firefighter, <coughs> or what that career might look like, because you don't know, like, you see stuff on TV, which is right. not a ton like what it's like in real life, because, you know, real life smells different, and feels different, and you feel differently about it, and then <coughs> one of the things I really like about ride-alongs is having the ability to bring on young people like I was into this career, because it's it's not like it was when I got hired. When I would take tests, I took a test for the city of Reno, and probably, Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and there was probably, I'm guessing, five thousand people applying for a couple jobs. Yeah, I mean, even if they were hiring, I don't know if mm-hmm. they were, but it was like thousands of people trying to. Everybody competing for one or two jobs, and we don't have that, those same numbers. And I think if we could do ride-alongs again, like you were saying, we mm-hmm. we could inspire more folks to, to uh, check sure, out. This yeah, well, being
0: a firefighter for Central here in uh, Santa Cruz to me kind of seems like the cat's meow, you know? Like, it's a pretty good gig. It's a pretty, I mean, this Mediterranean weather, the surf checks, I mean, they have great restaurants? I mean, the the engine, yeah, yeah, we got, we got engine parking behind the boardroom (laughs) here. They love Zamin. They come there all the time. Yeah, (laughs) no, I see the boys, yeah. And so, I mean, it seems like that's a great job to be able to stay in this community. And here you are a local that uh, worked your way up the ranks. And I'm sure that that's, uh, do you like to hire locally? Is that?
2: Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I think is probably one of the biggest strengths that we have is I talked about the paid call program before. So you, most, to be a paid call, you have to live in in the county, basically. Mm-hmm. Most folks live around here. And that's probably one of our bigger virtues is having locally grown folks that are tied to the community that are really serving their community like you're talking about. And it kind of gets back to the CZU fire when we were able to call back members from our organization and th- we had people showing up like five minutes later because hmm. they knew they had to come back and staff up the stations. Right. It's, it's, like, totally incredible. Yeah, And for a lot of the larger organizations in Santa Clara or San Mateo or San Francisco, like, most of those folks live here. Yep. You know, to be right. honest, they, right. live, yeah. they live here and they right. drive over there to mm-hmm. go to work, which is fine, but they don't have the time. I mean, maybe they do, but they're not spending their time right in, in the, community. the day off in the same community they serve, right. and that's right. one of the virtues
1: that, that we really have. I got a question to you so I've uh, wanted to ask this for a long time. Oh okay. okay it so remember like a good remember one. I remember that the CPR on that kid? Mhm. So this kid comes this woman to a woman grandmother drives the kid from s- from uh, Simkins to KSCO, and the kid was like lifeless. Lifeless. And just before that because I coached at Kirby High School I did a CPR class which I didn't want to do because I thought it was a waste of time. But I had to do it because it was to be a coach you had to do it. So the kid comes in and the woman's like "This kid was dead. Right? So I'm like, and the, the kid that
3: worked, did anybody know CPR? I'm like, I actually did. That's the last thing I want to do, right? So I
1: took the kid outside I performed CPR on the kid. Yeah, but as you was told to as a kid, I f- 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 was a as I was told to, and the kid starts spewing out, spewing out uh, shit from the pool and blah, 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 blah. I picked the kid up Long story short, and he's puking up. He's puking on my chest right here. So I'm like, dude, do not die my fucking watch. Yeah, that would be terrible, right? Do not die my watch. Come on, dude. I hear the ambulance, and the fire truck, right, coming down the. R- coming, it was, uh, it was dark. I hear the fire truck coming from somewhere. Seventeenth Avenue.
0: Seventeenth yeah. Avenue.
1: Yeah, 17th. I can hear it. But it seemed like that hearing it, it seemed like it took an That's hour there, and a right? half for yeah. to get there. And then finally it shows up. I'm like, great. So I took the kid. And I put the fireman. The goes here. He's like, no, 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 no. Fine with you. I'm like, no, dude. It's not <laughs> my kid. No, <huh? laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And then he didn't. He didn't take it. And then the animals came, and then they took the kid. But I wonder why the why that fine one. He he. Why he s- said to me, hey, no, the kid's fine with you, and why he didn't take yeah. that kid. I've so always wanted to. I've always wanted to ask it's that. It's a great question. So, probably, and I we'll have to make an
2: assumption because yeah. I wasn't there. But. Um, Gen- uh, oftentimes what w- we'll see when especially for kids because pe- it's really stressful to run calls on kids it's like you saw that day right. like it's really yeah dark, it's really stressful so um, oftentimes what we see is like essentially what you did when we show up somebody's handing you the child and you're like no no hold on to the kid like let's let's get a look at it and see what we're doing they
1: if w- they took a sp- uh, like vital signs I hang on to the kid yeah. and, they broke on the yeah. and they vital signs' and they the kid, you know, it's good. Yeah, so when you're
2: holding the kid it gives them an ability to take a quick assessment, look at the skin signs, look at right. the work of okay. breathing and, and see what the kid is looking mm. like instead of them having to hold the kid and do all that stuff yeah. at the same time. <coughs> and if the if the child was breathing when you had the child in your in your arms, yeah, then at least they're breathing. Yeah. If, you, if they're breathing, you know they got a heart rate and by the look of their skin, they'd be able to tell. Okay. Like, do we need to get to work now, or can we take our time? Okay. And, like,
1: yeah. Make sure we get this right. And because so of that, we had a, because we d- we of that. We did a CPR we did clinic. A, we had two CPR. We did yeah. 60 people. We did CPR clinic right here in, here. in the boardroom. Yeah, in here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did six.
0: Oh, cool. We yeah. 60 people CPR. It's <laughs> because
2: it's of that. Yeah. But until you have
1: to do it, like you, you would think like, no. oh, I don't want to do that. Like, no. my, you know. and, and, and when I when they, get, I'm like, I was the only guy there. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want that on my conscience. I'm like. And but it's super simple to do, and yeah. you probably change this kid's life, right? Know. Like, you know what really
0: changed me about that class is, um, you have to do it to the point where you possibly you could break a rib. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the part that people don't realize. Yeah, it's really weird. Is that you yeah, might think really you're weird. actually yeah, really giving weird. CPR and you're not, but you have to almost disregard ribs yeah. and be that sort of tough in yeah. CPR.
2: Yeah, one and a half to two. In an adult, it's like one and a half to two inches of depth mm-hmm. each compression. So you yeah. have to push. You push really hard. hard. Yeah, you yeah. Push, push hard. Um, you know, sometimes when you get older, your cartilage hardens up, and when you start CPR, that you actually can, you feel the cracking when you're doing CPR. Yeah. Um, but on a supple kid like that, you pr- it was probably just like kind of I think I think I
1: forget. No, It's I a great think. story, though. Yeah.
2: That yeah. KSCO. Have I you done
1: that?
0: Have you saved a kid's life with CPR?
2: Saved a yeah. kid's life with CPR. I've done I mean, CPR on a child before, but I don't recall yeah. if. It was a
1: week after I did the class. I was literally. Oh really? Oh, so was so trash. <laughs> what a perfect time for a kid to show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're all I'm looking around. Someone yeah, on someone coming out, out of the on. camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, that's How long ago was that? I uh, don't know. It was probably seven years ago. Oh, wasn't that? Yeah, long ago? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah and so, and it was great. Yeah. I mean, we had. Um, no back here, but
0: we, uh, had know, like Dollar, a bunch of the Mavericks oh, guys yeah. were out here. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was a really fun event. Yeah. And and potentially in the future, you know, those people will jump in and save yeah. a life as yeah, well. Yeah, no. And that's no. probably another thing kind of COVID took a lot of that training out. Yeah, it's like, that's
2: become more and more challenging. They're doing a lot of that stuff virtually or whatever. Resume, but it's hard yeah. to do right. CPR Virtually. Right. You know, it's hard. Well, but at um,
0: SFO, I saw they have like uh, a dummy, a rubber dummy in the airport. And you could practice CPR oh, on with it. with the correct Yeah, which was kind of cool. I yeah. thought that was a pretty neat way to get yeah. people to
2: try. Yeah, and so kind of to your point, I have had a couple of incidents in my career where a bystander or a family member was doing CPR, and one in particular was like right around Christmas, and the son, they found their dad, and the son started CPR, and by the time we got there, we continued CPR. He didn't gentleman ended up making it and like he would come by the firehouse every christmas and leave us cookies and oh wow card and like all that stuff is super cool yeah, yeah um so and it's super easy to learn yeah to it's not that hard right. they don't do hey, you don't do breaths anymore mm. like no it's all, compression. Yeah. All, yeah. all compression you do all compression so it's super if you just know the landmarks that you're going for and how fast you're for, you're, you're pretty good yeah. yeah yeah so
1: anybody out there Go do it. You know, it, I
0: agree. I feel confident knowing it. I feel like I would jump in a situation yeah. and do compressions until you show up, <laughs> at least to try to keep it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. C- you, might, you could easily save a life yeah. just by doing those early compressions. The
2: other thing is just some basic first aid stuff, uh, bandaging and splinting and those kinds of mm-hmm. things. Right. super basic. Like, um, you, you can make a huge difference. We had a call in Nicene Mark's, I think it was in April. I think it was towards the end of April, this gentleman crashed his mountain bike, tore his femoral artery, so significant tear. You don't want to tear any of the mm-hmm. arteries. Um, and his, he was with his buddies, and they put on a makeshift tourniquet out of a mountain bike tube and basically Sa- saved, saved the guy's his life butt. until yeah. our folks until yeah. fire could get up there and, and help the wow. guy out. Yeah. And the guy was at a, one of our board meetings. We are in the board room. We were at one mm. of our board meetings, and he, uh, he and his buddy showed up to our board meeting and, like, gave a – Super inspiring speech. All of our crew members were there. It was <coughs> really yeah. super, super. Yeah. Cool to see. Wow. Him. Well, you guys do a great. Almost job a
0: tear. Almost a tear moment there, yeah, right? No, I,
2: there were some tears shed in the room. For I sure. bet. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was totally cool, and yeah. the, everybody was just really. He walked in on his own power. He said he was riding his bike a little bit now again, and it was. It
3: was wow.
1: It makes it all worthwhile. Is there a website? Somebody's watching. Wants to join the. F- wants to join the uh, fire department. Is there a website you guys have? Yeah, or? that's a. You know. It's like a plug. Yeah, um, so we
2: hit <laughs> we a plug. We happen <laughs> we happen to be recruiting for uh, paid call firefighter, essentially like our, our very entry level. Um, and I think you have to be 18 years of age, have a driver's license, uh, be breathing, preferably a clean record. know. So uh, <laughs> and then uh, you have to live within Santa Cruz County. Okay. Um, and the website is centralfiresc.org. Okay, Central Fire. SC.org. And, yep. and that
1: clean
0: record is important. Yeah. I've, I've known people who've lost their... Haven't, yeah. Yeah, because of, of not being 100% on top of their life.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, because we come in... Imagine if somebody came into your home and you would want them... You wouldn't want to be missing stuff after we left. Right. And the fire service has worked really hard for hundreds of years to try to keep that reputation strong because people call us on their worst days mm-hmm. they're expecting to, to be treated with respect and sp- if stuff is disappearing from your residence when i'm in there like that's it's going to submarine right. the entire fire service right that's that's why that part of the of your record which right. is right it's so super important. T- yeah
1: speaking yeah. Of, speaking of record do you become do you train your guys all the time and do you do you do you, do you as the chief become a broken record These guys (laughs) get. These guys. (laughs) (laughs) How much you hammer home everything uh, that they have to do? Is that, or you know, or you get get somebody feeling the service for 20 years? You think he doesn't know everything, or he's like become uh, lackadaisical or whatever? Yeah. But how often do you? How often do you? Are you coaching? The so they're on their, you know, at their top one percent.
2: That's a great question. So not they, I probably am a broken record, but mostly it's about COVID and masking and distancing and okay. well, all that stuff, because yeah. we're trying to keep our workforce healthy so that we can continue. Mm-hmm. Because if you're out, you, you can't respond. So um, we have a robust training division. And so we've got a battalion chief and two captains and an ad- administrative analyst that they run training for all of our folks, we've got 120 employees. And so we've got a lot of people that we need to, s- to keep sharp. And they're the folks that actually take them to the drill grounds and will help them uh, stay sharp on other skills. And so we and we do a lot. Like we've talked about water rescue. Right. We haven't we've talked a little bit about rescue. We've got confined space rescue, trench rescue, we've got all kinds of rescue cliff stuff. rescue. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. seen us off picking up people mm-hmm. off the perch and stuff. With the ladder trucks right. we we have a, ver- a very wide variety of things that we have to do and so it takes a lot of plus the ems stuff like we talked right. about so and, and is everybody emt now is that the deal yeah emt is the minimum and then paramedic is kind of where um it's probably the fastest way to the fire service to be and
1: prepared. do you partner with the sheriff chp santa Cruz pd and the other police departments in the area yeah uh, uh,
2: it's interesting that you say that. we're, we're You know, we've got the Wharf to Wharf coming up. Yeah, mm. they c- they're going to come run Right, right, right by right here. Higher, yeah, um, and we're going to be working with them. Um, you guys saw what happened in Chicago mm-hmm. yesterday at the Fourth of July parade, and um, yeah. So more and more of those attacks, we're really working with our local law enforcement. So we have been keeping an So when we go to this Wharf to Wharf piece, that'll be one of the big pieces yeah. that we're looking about. Is that. That active attack, it could be a car driving through, it could be, you know, yeah. who knows what, or yeah, whatever or whatever. They yeah. know.
0: Are you constantly trained for that kind of stuff now?
2: We are. We've got, we're blessed at Central Fire. We've got some really excellent folks that are really, really into that stuff. Um, we just finished up at Scotts Valley High. We just finished a huge training, probably 300 cops and another 150 firefighters came through Scotts Valley High, where we practice all this stuff for like eight, mm. eight days straight. It was like that day when it was like 100 degrees. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they were up there doing that. Yeah, and, um yeah. We've got one gentleman who who did tours in Afghanistan, and now he's working for us as a, as a paramedic. And then we've got another gentleman that worked, used to work on the SWAT team as a SWAT medic. And so we work uh, – we're starting to work more and more with law enforcement for those type of events. Yeah. And it's it's really tragic that that's kind of where we're y- shifting our focus.
1: so sad, man. I'm doing that at Mid- Midtown concerts I do <coughs> I stand in the back and I watch, watch, look out for pe- who's coming through. You're watching, come, literally, I am.
3: Yeah. Isn't it sad know. though that we have it's to live sad. like that now? And it's like crazy. You know, and when also too,
0: the weapons that they're using for these kinds of assaults do such traumatic damage to the human body. Yeah. You know, and so that that one in Chicago. Was yeah, yeah, it's really sad. So um, that's that we, you know, as a country, that's something that we're gonna have to deal with in the future. And unfortunately, you as a professional with 120 employees, have to in reality you got to plan for that stuff
2: yeah. now. Yeah, that's the unfortunate <laughs> truth. I mean, we're this county is actually pretty progressive in what we're trying to do. Um, we had folks from Santa Clara and San Mateo come into our training. You know, Gilroy is probably the closest thing that we've had to anything like that. You guys mm-hmm. remember the garlic? I was festival? there that day. No way. Yeah,
0: I left like five minutes before. My oh. wife actually said, we forgot to get the honey. And that's where the fatalities happen in the honey booth. Oh. We, le- we were five minutes away, and she goes, we forgot our honey. And I was like, well. We're all the way over at the other side of the park. Let's just go home. Yeah, we're going so Yeah, and we yeah, missed yeah. it by five minutes. Yeah, it was So So,
2: you know, we've we've leaned on them. Their, their folks have been great. They've come over and, and shared some of their experiences with us, and we're really doing a pretty good job for as small as this county is, both geographically and the number of responders. We're doing a really good job of trying to get our folks um, spun up. The other piece that we're looking to law enforcement is trying to help our local schools, like, w- you know, how are we going to roll this thing out when it comes to schools? What, mm-hmm. is a, what is a teacher going to do? A lot of our folks have right. spouses that are, that are teachers. Right, so right. That's one of the things we're looking to try to advance yeah. this work
1: on. Mm-hmm. Jason, thank you for coming on the show. Congrats. Is that it? That was it? Well, no. let's begin to keep talking. <laughs> that's good stuff, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: I just want to say congrats. Yeah. You know, Congratulations. Um, yeah. Uh, you worked your way up uh, from uh, what this is not. Y- you, you earned this. Uh, and the fact that you are from the community, I'm sure, has earned the respect of your crew and uh, of the community members. And so thank you for, you know, keeping us safe. Oh, that's the most important you part, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, it's because so, it, you, you're, uh, you, you're who we call when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> you know. And so that's great. And c- can please continue on. I know you have a great staff. I know a bunch of the guys that are central, and, um, and they're, you have a great staff. You really do. I, yeah. I
2: re, you know, I really appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come on and talk a little bit about Central and the merger and kind of some of the stuff we're doing because, um, you know, if you call 911, all you care is somebody the other day or the other year. Yeah. You just care that somebody's coming to help. That's right? exactly right. You don't care what the organization, nope. what the patch says or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, for us, we take a lot of pride in, in our organization. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and they
0: take pride in their job. Your staff has the cleanest vehicles on the planet. They do. <laughs> I mean, it makes me want to go wash my truck. I gotta go home and wash <laughs> my van right now. <laughs> well, and that's pride of the job. Yeah, you know, you you and your staff take a lot of pride in what they do, and I recognize it, and I'm sure a lot of other people do. So keep up the good work. Uh, and is there a, is, is there a contract? Is there a day that? Are you are you the chief until you say you don't want to be a chief?
2: Oh, uh, for my per, uh, personally. Um, yeah. So I replaced John Walbridge, who you may or may not know. He's he's from the area as well. He was Central Fire, the new Central Fire's first chief. He lives in Capitola, so he's he's not far from us here. He uh, retired in May, and I took his job. He retired on the second of May. I took his job May third. Um, so congratulations, to John. He did a heck of a job, and you know got us through the merger and all right, that stuff. Right. Right. He's enjoying retirement now. Um, I signed a three-year contract, so okay. my contract goes until tw- the end of 2025.
3: 2020. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is
0: that renewable?
2: Uh, it, that's up to the board of directors. So we've got five board of directors, and, and they're the ones that make that decision. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, uh, conceivably it could be, but we'll see. Right. I hope so. Well, that's
0: the luck. <laughs> I, I I'm stoked you're here, uh, Neil. What have we got? Yeah. Okay. Well, Owenskin, if all you folks that tuned in on Santa Cruz Waves. Tyler Fox, thanks for letting us be here. Hope you guys had a great show. That website one
2: more time is? Yeah. CentralFireSC.org.
0: Anybody interested in uh, possibly being a paid call, check that out, because it could turn into a career, just like it did for many people on the force. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Great show tonight. As always, I know you could be somewhere else, but you tuned in here, so we appreciate that. Neil, we'll see you soon. All
3: right.